So Screamed 3. Did anyone choose this one as their favorite sequel? Yeah, I kind of figured. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally just wrote next. (laughs) I want to breeze through this one. I like to pretend it never happened. I, Courtney Cox. The bangs. Um, <laughs> Listen. The fucking voice changing thing. Yeah. That, Dude, they have our voices. How? No. That doesn't exist today. Because 23 years later. The Because technology was, this is going to sound so like, dazed and confused. Technology, man. Yeah. Dude, it's like fucking you call someone and then they sound like you that really upset me the voice changing thing but um not nearly as much as everything else about it (laughs) i oh god i oh there's so for everything that i love about scream 2 there's something i hate about scream 3 yes um i will say some of my pros because i do have a few on here I've got yeah too <laughs> um one of my biggest pros is parker posey that was my um, number one parker fucking posey wow the, literally the only like i was yeah. like um the scene where amazing. she jumps into patrick warburton's arms like a baby mm-hmm. like i just want to do that yeah. i just want him to carry me like a baby Same. but just like uh i mean her in general the gail gail team up yeah i thoroughly enjoy i yeah. love that um, I too. and the Unlikely allies yes <laughs> and the progression and um final coming together of gail and sydney because mm-hmm. she punches her in the first one she punches her in the second one and then she hugs her when she sees her in the third one yeah um yeah and that's just I like that. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, oh, and I thought it was um, interesting that, uh, so the first two movies, we killed off a well-known actor, unknown character. In this one, we kill Cotton immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Which, good on Liev Schreiber for not having to do the rest of this movie. Yeah. Got it done early. He he really did uh, get off the easiest in this movie. Um, I actually I did have some stuff here in the margin about all the reasons I hate it. Um, let's see. Let's get it. Uh, first hilarious. off, uh, after the success of Scream and Scream Two, not to mention Party of Five still being on the air, Nev Campbell Sorry. was Hollywood's it girl. Yes, mm. and she was in high demand, and she was cranking out like two or three movies a year. When was Wild Things? 98. 98, yeah, okay, I figured, But she yeah. filmed, I think, concurrently with Scream 2. Yeah, Scream 2 came out less than a year after Scream 1, so it's 97, and then this came out in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, because of her ridiculous schedule, we only get like 18 minutes of Sydney in this movie. Uh-huh. That's oh, my number yeah. one complaint. That's my number with, one pet peeve. I'm that's like, my that, number one complaint with all sequels except the second one. And I know I didn't mm-hmm. choose the second one as my favorite, but that is my number one complaint with three, four, and five is not enough Sydney. Yes. That's true. And yep. so there was there was way less Nev Campbell. Um, so she had to, you know, she had to make it count. It yep. was like quality over quantity. Yeah. And um so that that for me was um Definitely a downside. Um, Gail's hair. I wrote that. Uh, I wrote we Gail's all know. bangs. Well, there was a time 
You, you guys were, you were so lucky to have avoided all of the fashion faux pas that I had to suffer through in the nineties. Because in the late nineties, early two thousands, micro bangs were a thing for a minute. Calista Flockhart had them on one season of Allie McBeal and then it got canceled. Like, but I'm not saying those two things are related, but I'm not, not saying it. I saw them on guys in Mars Hill. Yeah. I did not. It just ruined it Uh -uh. for me. And also a thing again. Well, Courtney Cox's face, Courtney Cox's old face was too sharp and angular for bangs that short. She needed yes. some, she needed something softer. a swoop, something softer, frame that face, which is why her hair in Scream 2 is the best and I will die on this hill. Anyway, yeah, uh, the bangs are yeah, it's bad. I wrote a uh, different writer because yep. it was and written you can tell. it was written by Aaron Kruger, which I had high hopes for because Aaron Kruger wrote the screenplay for Arlington Road a movie that came out around the same time as Scream 2. And Arlington Road, if y'all haven't seen it out there listening or watching, it's this little 90s movie that kind of flew under the radar, and it is phenomenal. It's Jeff Bridges, Joan Cusack, Mm -hmm. uh, Tim Robbins. It's wonderful. So I kind of had high hopes when I heard that he was writing it. I was like, oh, this guy can write a fuck. And Arlington Road is super suspenseful. It's really uncomfortable and intense so i thought oh this guy's got it no it no. you it's so vastly different from kevin williamson it's like he was but he was too busy at this point because of his sudden overnight he was, success yeah he was yeah. working he was on swamped. dawson's creek he was doing dawson's creek he was writing a pilot he had written um teaching mrs tingle which i fucking love one of my favorite 90s movies like this guy was booked like mm-hmm. he was booked and blessed and so they gave it to Aaron Kruger and he just didn't get it yeah, yeah. that's the he, thing he, he didn't, didn't get, get it. it the humor is off mm-hmm. the type of meta it's, is off it's yep. stilted it doesn't it feels like it's trying to be meta instead of just simply organically being, being meta yes, absolutely. absolutely yeah and that that to me made me it, felt it just feels icky. it feels the most out of place out of all of them yeah. yeah it really does and obviously um you know columbine and everything just really toned down the mm-hmm. gore so we didn't yeah. really get a lot of because it was we the, didn't get anything new it was the it was the first one released after columbine exactly, exactly, and that's yeah. why there's barely any blood on the screen and yep. when there yeah. is it looks fake mm-hmm. yep it feels like a caricature drawing of screen yep it feels like someone saw it and then just decided to try to remake it from memory yeah <laughs> and just did a really bad job and like it should be on an episode of nailed it <laughs> oh, yeah. i will say that scream and all of its sequels i have seen no less than 20 times a piece. I've seen Scream 3 maybe five times. Fair. In the 20... I've seen I haven't. Five, I've seen it maybe five years. times too. Yeah, it's the one it, I've seen the... At, well, the least besides five. Because, I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, I've seen five a million times. Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, But the third one, I've seen the least. But I feel like it was one of the ones that played on TV more than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I feel like I saw it on like... Um, 
Like sci-fi. Sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, or, yeah, just any of them. Um, yeah. I would watch them on that. And st- yeah, so. Um, one thing before we move on, we have to talk about the fucking retcon. That um, this movie almost could be okay if the Roman Bridges thing um, hadn't occurred at the end. Roman Bridger, director. And brother. We know Scream. We know Billy and Stu. We know Mm -hmm. what happened. And then in this third one, and I get it because that is, I mean, it's every single one of these movies is making a comment on what, on the tone and just like the face that was horror at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, But also like, what kind of movie it was like if it was a sequel right Mm -hmm. and i've said this earlier but and so i get it but also i hate it i usually hate retcons anyway um unless they're really 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 good yeah um but it it just it felt god i hate roman he is my least favorite ghost face by far i literally said i didn't love the fucking killer least favorite in the franchise it's the only one where there's only one killer Exactly, and if you're going to do that and it better make be a it good effective, <laughs> it better be someone that we either care about and yep. can't believe they've betrayed us, or that we've hated from the start, and yep. it all makes sense. But he was somewhere in the middle. He w- he felt like Debbie Saul yes. in Scream 2, which I'm okay with because I never suspected him the entire time I was watching Scream 3. And especially when they do the fake out where they make you think he's dead. Yeah. Um, and she I, checks his pulse. All right. I'm going to jump in here. If you put nope. a rubber ball. No, nope. go ahead. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. It works. Mm-hmm. It works. And she was feeling it here and not his neck. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. And I, I still watch it. Like if, if I... On the rare occasion when I do watch Scream 3, because maybe I'm just like in a having a really rough episode, day. I need something to make me feel better. I'm like, well, at least I didn't have to make that movie. Um, I do like to watch and see if I can um, catch Roman breathing in the coffin or wherever they yeah. find his dead body. But it just, uh, there's so much to hate about it. Like, I can't. Can't. I can find like two or three things that I'm like, all right. And of course, Parker Posey is worth the price of admission. Love 100%. her. She's yeah. Parker Posey. Yes. But like the whole, let's make this movie about Maureen Prescott because I'm not Kevin Williamson and I don't have a fucking clue. The dead <laughs> mom that, The dead mom. Ooh. Sydney. Sydney. It's mother. <laughs> I know that was supposed to be so creepy and harrowing. I <laughs> laughed out loud at the theater. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? It's embarrassingly bad. It came out when I was 14, 15. So I was around the age <sighs> where I wasn't impressed by anything because I was a moody teenager. <laughs> yep. So honestly, I was going to hate it regardless. Yeah. I really was. I do like... there. There's one more pro. Uh, the scene where Sydney beats Roman at his own game and calls him 
from the yeah. phone mm-hmm. and that moment of realization that he's like, oh, I just got one-upped because mm-hmm. I took on Sydney Prescott and she comes out of nowhere and she stabs him with the ice pick. Yes. I love that. I love yep. I love the weird way that she like holds hands with him as he dies because mm-hmm. he is her brother. Yep. And that familial tie. It reminds me a lot of like Halloween. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Where you have the, the dichotomy of being hunted by someone, but also that's your blood. Yeah. And one of and the last connection she stuff. has to her mom, Maureen. Exactly. Yeah. And she's the the whole screen canon is about Sydney's trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And, and God damn it, Roman, you could have had a family. Mm-hmm. Fuck Maureen Prescott. She turned you away, but Sydney never would have. Right. She would have been a sister to you. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? That's what I... Th- mm-hmm. But... Like, if he had just made a trip to Woodsboro and not killed Maureen... Like, if Kevin Williamson had written this script... Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're moving on now. Yeah, please. Okay. It takes like chewing on a Christmas tree. <laughs> With a root beer on the inside. You look like you were just exposed to mercury. I did eat lead paint chips as a child. Does that um is that, is that I like my crunch? sandwiches to have a crunch. <laughs> okay, scream four. Scream four. four. Woo! Okay, so when uh. Scream Three ended, Wes was like, cool, I made a trilogy and I'm gonna end it at that trilogy. Mm-hmm. And for a long, long, long time. That was the end was of it. Scream. That was the yep. end of Ghostface. We didn't... That was it. And yep. then 2011, over a decade later, mm-hmm. Wes was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Scream 4. Raise your hand. Woo! You picked this one as your favorite. I picked this Woo! one. I picked... Yep. You did too? No. no. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I will say this was my favorite. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, actually, I'll just let uh, Jess go ahead and start because this yeah. is her favorite. Hey, girl. All Get right. Girl. Good choice. Um, Thank you so much. There are so many things that I love about this movie. First of all, the intro. Yep. Were we all not gagged? The our, double fake out? The fucking yeah. camp. The gaggery. Uh-huh. The meta. Super. I wrote super meta. It's just a super meta opening. I Kristen was, Bell stabbing the fuck out of Anna Paquin. Yeah. It so was good. hot. I see everything coming. Ah! Did that surprise you? <laughs> I was like, everyone is crazy, and I don't know what's happening, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. And also, Hayden Panettiere. Kirby. Kirby. I the best Mary. side character we've had since yes. Stu. Or since, I, maybe since Randy, I guess. Since, well, because she kind of had to take up the mantle before Randy meets. Yeah, she's that. She needed to be... Funny. The audience. All-knowing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She needed she to be to, our POV, yes. and yeah. she needed to be well-versed in horror uh-huh. yeah and they you know th- they did that with um i can't remember his name but rory culkin his character yes. oh my um, god yeah and charlie charlie, charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they charlie. did that with charlie but he ended up being one of the spoiler alert killers and so um the fact that you have this female character mm-hmm. who is like you said, essentially like Randy all over again. Yep. And it yeah. just felt so good to have that because we didn't have that in Scream 3. Yeah. yeah. And I just, and I, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just love 
I love Hayden Panettiere. I so felt much. like I could relate to her character because I am a horror nerd and I like feel like I I really looked up to her in that role and she yeah. made me just want to like be a bad bitch and also mm-hmm. one of my favorite games she plays a character in and voices it nice. which oh, is I Until that. Dawn. That's so cool. And so I just uh, yeah I'm so excited that she's going to be yeah. in the new one because if you're not giving us Nev you better give us fucking Kirby. Kirby. Okay. Kirby for life. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I didn't know if no. No it's fine. Um, Yeah and just going back to the whole you know sort of a Randy character and she could have been an exact replica of a female uh, Randy, yeah. but Hayden Pan- Panettiere made that character her own. Yeah. She's so cool. She's so calm. She's funny. Sexy. She mm-hmm. has lines in this movie that no matter how many times I watch it, I laugh out loud mm-hmm. every fucking time. Yeah. Is, is that a bad thing? Does that mean that I'm not going to live as long as these two? No. Maybe. Her face acting is oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. If you just watch her face in every scene she's in, it's hysterical. She is yeah. reacting to everything. How is she not a bigger celebrity? Like, you know, save the I cheerleader, know. save the world. I watched the first season of Heroes. <laughs> I loved her. worth watching. <laughs> exactly. I loved her. She was in this. What mm-hmm. happened? Well, she was, she was on Nashville. On ABC. Oh, I didn't oh. See that. And so she's a TV star. Yeah. Okay. And mind you, she, she was also the on the last season of Allie McBeal. She played Calista Blackheart's right. daughter. Yeah. Okay. Um, she has a pretty um, well-known like following in Japan for her okay. music. Oh, um, cool. She also took a lot of time off trying to um, save uh, dolphins and whales. I love that. I know. I wow. Love her. I, love I literally her. loved I love her, her so, so much. much before and I can't love her more now. This is yeah. now a Hayden Panettiere stand cast. Mm-hmm. It totally is. And she um, she was my favorite new addition. Um, well, if I'm being real, she's tied with uh, Deputy Judy Hicks. Because I love Marley Ju- Shelton. Oh Sheriff Judy. Judy. I love the way he says yes. And her lemon squares. Your lemon squares oh, taste like ass. ass. Your lemon squares taste like ass. No, they, they really don't. Like when he comes, yeah. like I literally Thank wrote you. that quote Thank down. You, Thank you, Sheriff. I literally wrote that down. Um, and then I also wrote the quote um, when they're all in the uh, detectives thing. Then uh, they ask Kirby. They're like, "You didn't get a phone call?" And she's like, "No." Does that mean I'm not going to live as long as them? Like she, I yeah. she cracks me the fuck up. Oh, yeah. And then later when she's talking to the boyfriend Trevor. And she's like, who invited you? Get out of my house. Like, I loved I, it. She yeah. cracks me the fuck up. Because I would literally say, like either yeah. of us would say, like yes. any of us would say shit like that. Yeah. Kirby, but, is, Kirby was definitely my POV for this movie. Like, I love That's her. me in that situation. Yep. 100%. Just being progressively angrier and more <laughs> fucked up. And just the scene where she's on the phone with Ghostface and she's listing all the horror films and she's crying and she's like, it's just she's just so intense and it's a close shot of her and her voice is breaking and she's crying and Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, uh, Last House on the Left, Friday the Thirteenth, A Nightmare on Elm Street, My Bloody Valentine. Just fucking acted her ass off yes throughout that whole film yeah I, yeah her death scene it. when she runs out to charlie and she just like says his name and just like dies so slowly and that this 
like, that was one of the deaths that, like, I love them all. But that one, like, when he's talking her through it, it's so brutal the way he does it. And he's like, I know it doesn't, it doesn't happen as quick as it does in the movies. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, you feel her death. You see the betrayal in her eyes. Mm -hmm. But like, is she dead? Is she's coming back? No, she's, no, I guess she's not. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say. So I was like, like the death, scene, yeah. death scene, I know. I was yeah. like, they're not going to pull, like, a, what they did in 5, like, bringing back as, like, a ghost. Ghost. Right, like, no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But they did pull a Dewey in that when Charlie walks away after stabbing Kirby, Hayden Panettiere rolls over, yep. and you're left that. to decide whether she's alive or dead, and they didn't address it mm-hmm. until five and even wes said because this was obviously the last one that this was the last film that wes craven directed before he died in 2015 so um, rest in peace i love him me too um that is one of the reasons that this movie will always be so important to me and to the genre i mean this was the last movie we got from an absolute icon yeah. um love him hate him don't care he is a staple of the horror genre. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was the last one he directed. And, but even he said after this movie, um, that he was more than happy to bring Kirby back. And he specifically filmed her death like that. So mm-hmm. that if he did another scream, he could bring her back exactly. because he loved Kirby. He and loved Hayden Panettiere. She felt so authentic to the series, yep. you know, and uh. scream four, um, because enough time had passed where, Nev Campbell wasn't really acting that much. Like she was, mm-hmm. you know, she moved to England. She was doing theater. She married JJ Field. They have two beautiful kids together. Like she was to a point in her career where she only acted when she wanted to. And yeah. they presented her with this script that was written by Kevin Williamson again. They write that wrong. And Wes Craven had said, I will not do Scream 4 unless this script is as good as, as the original as good Scream. As Scream, yep. And it was, I think that it has the, in the canon, I think Scream 4 has the best script. Yeah. After Fair. the original. Fair. I agree. Yeah. I mean, two, I agree. Is, 2 is still my favorite, but the script for 4 is so, and like, winking, it's sly, you could- it's... You can tell that the script for the fourth one wasn't rewritten a million times and tried to keep secret and take all these back ways and film all these different stupid endings so that no one knows. This was a fully realized movie Mm -hmm. that they said, I don't care what happens. This is the movie I'm making Mm -hmm. because it's a good movie and a good script. And we didn't even know that it had been made until they released the trailer at Comic-Con that year. I think Nev presented it, maybe? Oh, wow. If I'm remembering that right. Someone from the movie presented it. Yeah. Either they did, like, a video thing beforehand, but they, they filmed someone introducing it, and it was like, I want to say Comic-Con or Horror-Con, one mm-hmm. of the two. And that was the first anyone even knew that it existed. They right. did that's such wild. a good job of keeping it under wraps. And that's why they were able to make the movie they wanted to from the exactly start. Exactly how they wanted. Without any leaks, without changing the killers. I think that Emma Roberts as Jill. Oh my God. Fantastic. Acted her fucking ass off. Girl. Fuck Emma Roberts. I mean, the scene where yes, she's but... trying to make it look like she was attacked by Ghostface and she's stabbing herself. One of my favorite scenes. I so love it. Good. I love Running it. face first into glass. Throwing Ugh. herself through the fucking tape. Body slamming herself. she didn't herself. even have to do. No. 
all she all she really had to do was like give herself a few scratches and then pull the hair pull out, pull a little hair out, make sure he, the, yeah, ki- the fake killer had some DNA on. No, him. she she's wanted a, her. She's ass a masochist because yes. the worse you get, like hurt, yes. the more of a hero you are. Exactly, the more of the victim you were, and yeah. so then everybody loves you more. She just wanted to be Sydney. I think that since the first one, it's one of the mm-hmm. best reasonings for a killer. Um, yeah. Obviously, Debbie Salt had a reason her son died, but also mm-hmm. you kind of abandoned him just a little bit. Yeah. Um, the uh, Timothy Oliphant just wanted to be famous. Third yeah. one, fuck you, Roman Bridges. Yeah. Um, Mommy issues. But this one made a little sense because it was in that time when it was starting, people were seeking internet fame and that... Mm-hmm. Yep. That I just want my 15 minutes because then I can kind of coast yeah. on that forever. And Jill even says, but you don't have to do, you don't have to achieve anything. All you have to do is have some fucked up shit happen yep. to you. What am I supposed to do? Go to college? Go to work? And I'm just like, yeah, girl, I kind of get it. Like, but it's like, this is the first scream that came out in a post-Kardashian world. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people were just starting to be famous just for being famous Mm -hmm. yeah and it yeah it's 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 such a it's holding a mirror up to society and it's like if you don't like what you see like change Change it it. yeah Yeah. and i love i i think it's fucking hilarious i think this movie is so funny so funny so authentic and i i wrote down one quote and it's um when um Adam, what's his face? Uh, he's Adam one of the Brody. Adam Brody, Brody. and um, what's Anthony Anderson. Yep. And Anthony Anderson, the where they were police officers and they were in the car. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when he's like fucking dies, he's like, "Fuck Bruce Willis." Yeah. Bruce Willis. <laughs> I love famous I, last words. Yeah. I, I love, love that it. they went through all of the uh, the movie cop tropes. I oh, thought yes. that was a nice thing because before it was that, so like, funny. we had obviously Dewey is a cop, has been a cop the whole time, but, like, uh, you, you never really got to see them interact that much. Yeah. And, like, the two of them in the car was one of my favorite scenes. And <laughs> Olivia's death scene is so fucking brutal. Oh, my God. Her intestines are still steaming mm-hmm. when Sydney finds her on the bed. And just, like, the way they splattered the walls. Uh-huh. It was so bloody. I they, mean, the whole thing is a commentary on torture porn. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. by this time we woo! had like four or five Saw films. We had Hostel. We yep. had, yeah. We we were in the era of e- yeah. Eli Roth Eli fanboys. Roth, yeah. yeah. We had, we had I love Cabin Eli Fever Roth. by that point. Yeah. Oh, oh Eli Roth. Yes. Oh, Eli Roth can um, get it. Up, down, sideways, back ways, when I'm asleep, when I'm awake. He's I such don't a little care. nerd. He's so funny. I love him. I don't him. care. Um, <laughs> so one of the other things that I, uh, like, the, one of the best things about the ghost face reveal is it's the first one since the first movie where it's someone Sydney cares about. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's been betrayed in every movie, but this is the first time where it's, I mean, the first one was her boyfriend, the first person she slept with, the love of her life, mm-hmm. who raped and murdered her mother and then mur- tried to kill her and mm-hmm. all her friends. Mm-hmm. And then this is her cousin, her flesh and blood, that one of the few ties she has left to actual family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's her cousin on her mother's side, yes. which there's the whole like biological ties. It just yep, and it was the first time Sydney ever got stabbed. I it was the first time I thought Sydney was dead 
Yeah. I actually, I really did too. At the yeah. end there, when when Jill's going, the first time I watch it, Jill's going through all that stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like. She hasn't moved. Sydney looks pretty time. fucking dead there. Yeah. She did look and pretty dead. I, I remember being devastated when I thought she was dead, but thinking, there's no way. She's yeah. Sydney fucking Prescott. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. But they did a really good job of tricking the audience. And I was I went to see it at the theater with Robert. And when Sydney got stabbed twice and was bleeding out, mm-hmm. and we both thought she was dead. Robert just held my hand and he said, it's okay, buddy. It's going to be okay. We got this. We got this. And then, of course, it was a fake out and she saves the day. And yep. Gail saves the day, man. Mm -hmm. Gail absolutely saves the day. She's like, "Uh, how did Jill know about mine? And she's the one that comes in. She's like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Uh Stop it. And then (laughs) she has no weapon in her hand and she just uses the power of persuasion. She's smart. Fucking psychological warfare. Yep. Give me one last word. Yep. Clear. Clear. And she saves the day. And I also wrote a return to ultra violence after Scream 3 was really nice to see. Because, like, you know, it's not like Final Destination where the death scenes are the only good part. Because the acting and the script is atrocious. Like, with Scream, it's incredibly well written. It's incredibly well acted. But you still want to see some gory fucking death scenes. Mm -hmm. And 3 didn't have that, but 4 had plenty. She delivered. And scary. Yes. Ghostface is actually fucking terrifying. Uh-huh. Like, he is brutal. Like, he says some shit. Oh, in the um, original, yeah. like, in the opening, um, when it finally, it's the third time we've been, <laughs> we've been duped we've twice been in a row, and then it's finally Woodsboro, and it's real characters in this universe. Mm-hmm. And he fucking throws her through a window. <sighs> like, oh are God. you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I also wrote, um, one of the actors in that scene, um, she doesn't play Marnie. I don't remember her character's name right off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But it's played by Amy Teagarden, who was on Friday Night Lights. Which, oh, nice. you know how I feel about Friday Night Lights. <laughs> so I was so excited to see her. I was like, oh my god, it's Coach Tyler's daughter, Julie. And then uh, bitch got fucking slain in the garage, which I feel like, don't quote me because I don't know, but I feel like Kevin Williamson wrote for her to be smashed by a closing garage door to right the wrong because people busted that myth. I absolutely wrote that down. Um, Not only as an homage, but yes, as being like, okay, fine, I'll do it this way. (laughs) And because it could happen that way. Yeah. It could come down on you, but it can't go up with a person in it. Not to mention... Rose McGowan acts her fucking ass off in that garage scene. It's this big in her It was big enough for a small dog to get through. And... Rose McGowan, in that movie, you couldn't hit her with a handful of corn. You know? <laughs> She's so skinny. They had to staple that. her fucking shirt to the garage door Yeah. to make it impossible for her to get through because mm. she was so skinny she could slide right through. Oh, my God. And I just feel like that if I do have a con with Scream, it's the implausibility of all of that. Can't yeah. stop spilling water in this I house. <laughs> um, I will since I wrote down... Actually, I think this is... Maybe my only con. Um, they obviously in every new movie they're um, you know making new rules because it's mm-hmm. a new sequel, whole set of new rules. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that they kind of make for this one is the um, 
only way to survive uh, this kind of movie is if you're something or gay. In fact, the only surefire way to survive a modern horror movie, you pretty much have to be gay. <laughs> um, I That's typically not true in horror. Um, mm -hmm. There is an entire trope called bury your gaze oh um, in horror. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that whole thing, I was just like, no, no, that's no. Um, cause then the whole, I'm gay, I'm gay. Um, which is one of the things I love about Scream 5 is we actually have our first openly gay character. Yes. Yeah. I just, I think the only con that I wrote down was I really just didn't like that Charlie picked Jill over fucking Kirby. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do like that. So I like He's got serious that... incel behavior. Charlie totally. is. Mm -hmm. And we get to see an incel get fucking wrecked in this movie. So that's kind of cool. I do love that. Because that whole, you ignore me for four years and now you like me too late. Yeah. Motherfucker. It was yeah. very Fuck you, pick, Charlie. Pick that's another energy, one of my. Hayden Panettiere is way better. So. That's another one of my cons is I don't really like Charlie. I love Jill, but fuck Charlie. I don't know. He gives me very big funny games energy. I don't know. Like something about his like weird He's vibe. so much more incel than the funny yeah, games Yeah, that's guys. true. All of the Culkins are to me really sexy, but also weird looking. Like maybe like anemic. <laughs> like every time I see there them, is I'm like, can nothing sexy get, about any of the Culkins. Can somebody get him some pork ribs? Oh my God. <laughs> he needs those ribosomes. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Riboflavin. I, um, yeah. I think I, I think Do you have I anything else you want to say about no, your favorite? No, I just, um, I really think I'm going to go home and watch this movie because it came at a time in my life where I really needed comfort. So it became a comfort movie for me. And mm -hmm. I loved watching the screen movies with my sister when I was younger and with my dad. And so... It was just kind of a new take on something I was already very nostalgic about. Mm -hmm. And I think it righted what three wronged. So that's all I've really got to say. Yeah. I really love this movie. And yeah, it just means a lot to me. Yeah. For perfect. Sure. Perfect. Once upon a time, it's falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Nothing ever makes total eclipse of the fart. Did we really just, we both both just say, say that? fart? <laughs> I'm done. I um am leaving. I almost said the fart. Is over. <laughs> I almost said fart, but I was like, nah. I'm gonna let them have their little moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I almost spilled my water again. Okay. This is gonna be like our longest episode yet. Unhinged. Even it's... edited, it's gonna be like the Godfather part two. It's like <laughs> it's like Star why Wars. did they make it that long? Right. It's unnecessary. We went over five movies. Speaking of, mm. um, number five, raise your hand if you chose this as your favorite. Me! Um, controversial, I'm sure. Uh, Tell us about it, sister. So, I rewatched this movie today uh, for the I don't know how many of time. Um, this was the first of the screen movies that I got to see in theaters. Um, I was too young for the first three, and the fourth one came out in 2011. Um... I was a lot more interested in boys, unfortunately, and um, yes. and school. I was a very studious high schooler. Uh, I was a nerd, um, but not the good kind of nerd, the big loser kind. Um, so uh, I didn't see that in theaters then, um, and it took me a couple years afterward to see it. 
So being able to experience this opening weekend with one of my absolute best friends who I know, um, like this franchise means as much to him as it does to me, like really, really solidified how much I love this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it the first time I watched it and I have loved it more every single time since I have an entire list of reasons why. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, there's just something about this movie that feels so warm and fuzzy to me. <laughs> um, and, uh, one of the things up top, and I think the thing today, one of the things today that really set me over the edge for making this my favorite is the fucking dead meat cameo. Can we talk about the title, Stab? What, just like the original? Just call it Stab 8. It's fucking Stab 8. You're not fooling mm. anyone. Um, I talk a about dead meat a lot on this channel. Um, and in life in general, I have several dead meat t-shirts. I spend about 80% of my day on YouTube. And if I'm not doing something for this podcast, I am doing, I am watching James and Chelsea. And when I tell you when they came on this fucking screen, on this screen, and I like stood in my chair in the theater, just like... <laughs> like a little fucking goblin. I love them so much. Like I, they are truly amazing. Casey's yes. gotten me into them. I'm not oh, as into same. them as her, yes. but I I love I and love watching them. It just like that kind of like I was like, okay, I love this movie. Um, obviously, just the fact that we get another scream was awesome. Yeah. Um, not directed by Wes Craven, but. Directed by and made by Radio Silence, who are three guys who are deep lovers of the genre and who really respect this franchise. And I don't think anybody else could have done it justice like they did. Um, I This is my favorite intro since the first one. Um, Jenna, Ortega. Jenna Ortega. God damn it. When, we, when it opens on her... Um, she just, I mean, the whole fucking performance is unbelievable. It's the first time we've had really just one person in that intro mm -hmm. since the beginning where it's one person, one actress that has to act her way through an entire tense scene just on the phone, just in her face and in her voice. Mm -hmm. Jenna Ortega's amazing. She is oh my God. A, an absolute screen queen. I mean, oh, yeah. 2022 yeah. was the year of Jenna Ortega slash mm -hmm. the year of Mia Goth. 100%. Like, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Unbelievable. She, I, I just, it, it was scary. I was tense. Terrifying. Um, and the twist that she doesn't die. Mm -hmm. yeah. She is the first one in an intro when they call her sister Samantha and she's, they're like, no, she's alive. I was like, she's a. Because she yeah. got the Bitch. fucking shit beat out of oh, her. Oh, she got stabbed seven times. Yep. Um, Including through the, through the hand. Oh, God, oh. hand stuff. I can't. That yeah. shit stresses mm -hmm. me out. Yes. yes. But um, her acting, yeah. oh my God. Oh, I was like. One the, she's one of the greats. And I fell in love with Jenna Ortega when she was in. Um, the sequel to The Babysitter. Ba Killer Queen, Killer yeah. Killer Queen, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is this girl? And then she was on um, You, yep. which is a terrible fucking show, but 
she elevated every scene she yeah. was in. Like, I hate watch that show. I oh know how God, bad it is. Oh my God, she was the... the Ellie, like... the little girl who lived in the apartment building with oh, Joe. And I was like, who is God. this girl acting her ass off in this shitty fucking show? And why isn't she bigger? Mm-hmm. And now she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so it was deserved. like Wednesday and Scream, like back to back. And Are you X. fucking kidding me? X. X. Because I saw her first in this. The only thing I had seen her in was Killer Queen, Babysitter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in Jane the Virgin, which I never watched. Um, and yeah, so this was like the first thing I'd really seen her in since then. And I was like, God damn, she's incredible. And then I went and saw X and her performance. And that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And they're such and different characters. Completely. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah. she's, she's her range. She's managed, even though she stayed in the same genre, mm-hmm. she's managed to not be typecast. Not 100%. At all, which is really hard to do in horror. Yeah. And yeah, it. Because it, it is kind of jarring. She's a high schooler in this, and then in X, she's a little bit older. She's probably a college student. We see her in a more sexual light, and now we see her as Wednesday, which can be a little jarring in the face of Hollywood, because I saw her in her underwear about to fuck Kid Cuddy, and now she is Wednesday, who I automatically think of as a child. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, She... Just, I mean, she's been working her fucking ass off. I really truly want her to stay in the genre. And, mm-hmm. um, I, what scares me about actors like her that are so good and put their heart and soul into these performances, like Mia Goth, um, and then get completely snubbed by the Academy. Yep. Um, I think a lot of them tend to uh, then leave the genre Mm -hmm. because they want to be respected. And um, a lot of people still feel that if you're a genre actor, Mm -hmm. you're not as respected. And um, I hate that. Uh, And what scares me about that is um, one of my favorite, my favorite modern horror directors is Ari Aster, um, director of Midsommar and um, Hereditary. Amazing. Amazing films. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the theater the other day and saw a um, trailer for his new movie called like Bo, Je- Bo is Afraid or something starring yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Looks like a good movie. Very trippy, art house. Uh, very much looks like an Ari Aster, but is like a drama um, kind of thing. It's yeah. not horror. And I'm very afraid that he got tired of getting snubbed making these beautiful movies yeah. and thought, well, I'll just make something not horror. And it's like, no, 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 no. Stay with us. Please stay with us. You know, know. this genre. You he is can incredible. scare me. Yeah. He knows trauma, man. He knows oh grief. That man has known grief. Yeah. Um, but back to uh, Scream. <laughs> uh, Mikey Madison. Another Mikey reason Madison. that this one elevated it for That's me. She is a perfect human. Yeah. Her face, I can't. Her acting is amazing. I, her reveal as the killer, I was, it really jarred me because I, I kind of knew it was the boyfriend. Was, I was shocked. But her relationship with, um. Tara. Tara. Yeah. It, it reminds me of my relationship with my best friends. It's so yeah, caring. That's exactly and, what I said. Like, I was you have, shookest. Yes. Yeah. When she just like. She's like, I know, and just fucking shoots what's-her-name in the head. And she is the only one in this entire franchise that can do the Matthew Lillard and actually pull Mm -hmm. it off. Yeah. Dude, we had to to make it real. To show that this wasn't just some bullshit, cash-in, run-of-the-mill sequel. Because our movie has fucking stakes!
she does. Not. She's spitting. She is screaming. She is over the top at the oh end. Oh my She's god! Nuts. Yeah. And then she does it. She yeah. does it well. In that, like those performances, I'm just like hold. And because these are like, I know they're in their twenties, but I'm still like. Jesus Christ, you are so amazing and mm-hmm. so talented. I I wrote down because, and honestly, I never really even thought about it this way until right this moment when we're talking about it. The very first thing I wrote down is I hate Samantha because Fair. I do. Fair. I, I think that she's. I wish this, she like, had died. Milk. She's this milk toast, watered down Sydney Prescott, uh-huh. and I just I don't care about her. Uh-huh. But if Tara had been the main character. Uh-huh. Or if um, Amber, Mikey Madison, had been the main character. Because Mikey Madison, did you guys watch Better Things Mm -hmm. on FX? Anyway, it's incredible. Mikey Madison played the oldest daughter of the main character. Okay. So I had watched her for five, six seasons before before Scream. And... um, I had no idea that she had that in her to play a killer and to go so over the top. And I remember I watched it in the theater with you first. And then uh, maybe a week later, I went back and watched it at the theater with Robert. And Robert had called out Mikey Madison's performance for being like too over the top. And he was like, she's not nearly as good in Scream as she was in Better Things. And I'm like, no, I, I... I don't think you get it. Like, yeah, exactly. She's trying to be the new Stu Mocker. Mm-hmm. She lives in his fucking house. <laughs> Another reason this one elevated it uh-huh. for me. We we go back, back to Stu's to house. That shot when Sam gets the call and the the camera just kind of switches and pull out. And you're yeah. like, they're at the house. They're at the yeah, because when when Gail and Sydney are tracking them, they look at the GPS and they're like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, like, yeah. she goes, "They stopped." Me. Oh, at a gas station, and Sydney's like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, <sighs> and you have no idea what's next. And then once they do the reveal, you start to realize, "Oh, that house looked so familiar," mm-hmm. yeah. but I didn't know why. And then they pull, and I love Sydney's line about. The same house, you might be the most derivative one of them all, which is so great because that's like not biting the hand that Mm -hmm. feeds, but another reason (laughs) licking the hand that feeds. She has some of her my favorite Sydney lines. Mm -hmm. That one, uh, the one where she's like, "I'm done with you," and just hangs up the phone. Mm -hmm. She's literally over the game. She's so over. She's like, "I'm not even gonna fucking listen to your phone call." She's married. To and Patrick Dempsey. To Mark, I love that they, she's like, <laughs> they oh, did keep I'll it in keep canon. him. Yeah, I love that. And then um, they mention him. They have kids. She's like, I'm um, about to take the girls to school. That line when she's, when he says, do you have a gun? And she goes, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. I went Nev wild. Campbell's idea. I loved it. Nev Campbell's ad lib. She knows. I love her. She, loved she it. gives it to us every time. Every time. I literally I'm never was I writing, never leave hungry. She always serves me. <laughs> I was literally writing my notes for this and I had already decided four was my favorite, folks. Um and in all the way down here, wait, is this one my favorite? And then I decided, oh shit, I yeah. think Screen Five is my favorite sequel. I like ugh. I okay, so when we saw it together, I remember being so smitten mm-hmm. by just the fact 
that I was seeing another Scream film mm-hmm. that I never thought was going to, I never thought it was going to happen after three and it did. And I certainly never thought it would happen after Wes oh, Craven's yeah. death. Yeah. But then when I learned that Radio Silence reached out to Nev Campbell and mm-hmm. said, Wes Craven is the re- reason we make horror films. Mm-hmm. He's the reason we love the genre. This movie will be a love letter to him. Mm-hmm. We want to do him justice. And she said it was the most lovely handwritten letter mm-hmm. And it touched her so much that she signed on, like, without even really looking at the script. Yeah. And I love that we get a character named Wes. Yes. As, Mm -hmm. I mean, as obviously a tribute to the maker of the series. Yeah. He is one of the sweetest characters. Mm -hmm. I, how many times have I brought this up on the podcast? Candyman Requel. They name a character Clive. And he is the worst piece of shit of all time. And Clive Barker was, by all accounts, a sensitive, kind, sweet, soft-spoken man. And that character was a piece of shit. This one I like. Because Wes in this, I like his character. He is very sweet. He loves his mother. He is a smart horror character. He's, you know, he listens. Yeah. And his name was Wes and then we get that like the party later is for Wes they have the banner and Mm -hmm. they dedicate the movie to Wes Craven of course um yeah there's just yeah there's so many smart moments in five that like I didn't really appreciate until later with repeat viewings like what I really like about five is that I feel like I'm constantly peeling back another layer of Mm -hmm. an onion like Mm -hmm. they for instance I didn't know when we saw it together at the theater until the second time. That's why I love seeing them twice in a theater. So yeah. I can really know what's going to happen. So just look for background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what kind of clues I've been given. Yeah. And the second time watching it at the theater is when I realized that when they're watching the YouTube montage of all the stab movies to the side for recommended videos, it says interview with survivor Kirby, Kirby Reed. Reed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's how oh. they nonchalantly let you know that she's alive. Yep. I didn't know that. And, um, I also didn't know until I was, you know, did a deep dive into the trivia online that um, <laughs> when school gets canceled after Tara has been attacked in the opening, they're all sitting in the picnic area outside the school as an homage to the scene in the first one. Oh, I got that. But what I didn't know is that the principal comes over the loudspeaker. And in the original, it was principal Henry, Mm -hmm. Henry Winkler, the God. Amazing. But um, in five, (laughs) when the principal talks about the curfew, the principal is voiced by Drew Barrymore. Attention Panthers, a reminder that all Right? See? Another reason this one's my fucking favorite. Like, it's Drew Barrymore using her (laughs) normal voice. She's not putting on an accent. She's not even trying to disguise it. But because it's coming over a PA, it's just muffled enough for you to not know it's her. Now I'm like, do I want to watch this movie instead You're going to have to watch it and, like, listen for it. Because um, I also learned that when... They talk about the stab franchise flying off the rails, and they show the one of Ghostface using the <laughs> flamethrower. Mm-hmm. That's Matthew Lillard as Ghostface. Yes. Mm-hmm. I and didn't know that one. A lot of the original, when they do the like ADR where they put the voices in after mm-hmm. like post production, um, a lot of the people screaming like for Wes are survivors throughout or people who died throughout the canon. 
Like Drew Barrymore's voice is looped in. Matthew Lillard's is looped in. That's Jamie, so crazy. Jamie Kennedy shouts for Wes. That's and insane. if you turn down the levels and just listen, you can hear his voice like plain as day. I did not know that. This was not only a love letter to Wes Craven, but a love letter to the fans. The fr- and the franchise yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And just like what it did. And yeah. I was um, very on the fence about even seeing this movie. Because me too. Because I was like, no Kevin Williamson, no Wes Craven. Like... What are we even doing here? And but I loved I, four so much. I was so I nervous. Four. And then we got red right hand back though. Yeah, we did. I fucking love that song. One of the most brutal kills, and it's the tiniest little stab. I know. It, it stabs him right in the jugular, just the tiniest bit. Doesn't even look like and, it's going to leave a mark. And, and it's a character you out. want to see die. Oh, yeah. So you're celebrating the, the fact that you get to hear this song, and you're also like, yeah, fuck that the guy. The fan service in this movie is unrivaled because every piece of shit that you want to die in this movie dies in this movie. In a very brutal way. Like yeah, this, it's super gory. This movie is the most brutal in the franchise to date, yeah. which I think... Some people were turned off by, but I was turned I on it. by because I, you guys know I love brutality. Yeah, so I was that, I don't have any, like, really bad negatives about this. Like, I really liked this movie. I just, Dewey, man. Yeah, that. Fucking and Dewey. See, okay, that's a con and a pro for me because I cry every time. I do um, too. It is one of the most heart-wrenching things it's ever. It's devastating. But the fact that they even did it is like, holy shit, you had the balls to yeah. kill Dewey. It honestly would have been, yeah. it would have been just as upsetting to me and I would have cried, but it would have been less impactful if it had been Gail. Do you agree? Absolutely. I I agree with you. I, I do. I do but also, and I don't yeah. because yeah. it's Gail Weathers. Maybe well, it would be pretty equal. Gail Weathers, yeah. Riley. I was yeah. hoping. Yeah, I was hoping Gail uh, Weathers was the killer. I was like, I want a fucking out there twist. See, what if I did too? Scream six. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just run through a couple cons that I had because I felt that I needed to be fair about it. <laughs> um, one of my cons was um, I hate the name. I hate that it's just called Scream. Yeah. It I used to be called Scream 5. They almost called it Scream Forever. I would have been fine with that. Scream 5. Or Scream Legacy. Scream or yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Some Scream Requel. Something. <laughs> um, I hate, I don't know how I feel about the Billy stuff, but I don't think I love it. Like the whole, and yeah. the only reason I don't think I love it, because I liked getting to see, you know, uh, Ski Ulrich uh, reprise his role. It just feels like a very out, dated way of showing yeah. um that type of yeah. illness 100%. um i have someone in my family who is a paranoid schizophrenic um so it just felt very outdated like this would have been a portrayal of that in 2006 right yeah um but i get that they had to do something and i feel that they did it tastefully i don't feel that she was made to be a joke because of it for me I thought it could have been as effective and less gimmicky if we had heard Billy's voice, like, in voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, 100%. Because the fact that they had to de-age him yeah. to be the age he was when he died. To make him look just like, yeah. It looks so fake. It does. Yeah. It looks, he looks it's not good. That's my least favorite thing. I yeah. Well, I, 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 I think wrote, a voiceover, you're right, would have been, like, like equally, m- more effective even. Yeah. For, for, um, 
for cons I wrote, I hate Sam. Um, CGI Billy looks grotesque. And I wrote this one under pros and cons. When Samantha, when Sam is stabbing Richie to death at the mm-hmm. very end, so good. it's the first time she had a personality. Yeah, but it's so good. That's the yeah. first time we get a brutal ghost face death. Uh-huh. Like where ghost brutal. face is norm- ravaged. Yeah. Normally oh, it's like yeah. the quintessential Gunshot one bullet the through the head. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way to kill him. Yeah. Well, you can also well, you do eviscerate this. Him. <laughs> yeah, you could, she stabbed him. I, I've i never sat and counted. I'd, I'd be curious to know how many times she it stabbed him crazy. before slitting his throat. Yes. Before she's like, oh, you're still breathing and talking. She and says, what about, he says, what about my ending? And she says, here it comes. And I yeah. love that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, you're right energy. that it is, it, it, she yeah. is kind of boring. Um, so that is another kind of um, downfall. Another one is, it feels really weird that we, I get that we don't need to meet the mother, but it feels, she feels so absent from the movie in the sense that like, no, somebody has to be like, oh, yeah, she was this girl in school. Right. Because otherwise it's like, where were you in that first movie that you were fucking Billy Loomis while he was dating Nev or Sidney Prescott and you were also dating someone else? I just would have liked it to be like, even if it was a retcon of like, well, yeah, she was this girl in school. I remember her. Yeah. But yeah. the mother just feels so absent that I almost kept forgetting, like, oh, shit, yeah, no, the mother would have been there at the same time, too, not just Billy. Yeah. Um, so true. that would have been another, you know, whatever. Yeah, it, I, I felt like that wasn't handled, like, with precision. It yeah. felt a little clunky. Yeah. Um, I didn't care, though, because <laughs> I had such a good time during the entire movie. It yep. was so fun. I really liked... Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Gooding, um, yes. Jasmine Savoy Brown. Our first gay, openly gay character. First openly gay character. Oh, I, I love that. when she's like, and she looks over, she's like, I might hook up with her. I'm like, yeah. She is yeah, so great in this. She's, I'm obsessed. The, the fact hilarious. that the twins survived and gave each other thumbs up. That's a pro-con for me. Uh, because yes, I love that all my favorite characters survive, except for Mikey Madison, of course. Um, because the ghost face have to die. Um, I almost too many characters survive. Like this felt like a very lethal ghost face, and yet, mm-hmm. um, the brother. What's the brother's name? Mindy and Chad. Yes. So he is stabbed like four or five times. Yeah, I thought he um, was dead for sure. I thought oh, he for was sure. dead. Uh, she got less of it, so I yeah. get why she lived. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. Tara. And Tara obviously Sam. lives. Sam lives. I kind of wish Sam had died. Um, I think because then we could make the next movie solely about Tara, basically. I I'm, think that would have been great. I'm really hoping that in the next movie they, I mean, especially with like one of the how people has, love I feel like one of Jenna the sisters Ortega has now. to die. I feel like it yeah. has to be Sam. One. Like you yeah. said, she's like a fucking wet paper bag. Yeah. yeah. I, uh. I just, I can't. There's, uh, I saw a snippet of the scene from the new, from Scream 6, where she's sitting in therapy, and all I can think is, like, imagine what's going through that therapist's head, uh-huh. like, ugh, I can't believe I chose this career. Because her voice to me is just inseverable, she's uh-huh. just one note, and I, 
it, it feels like a and betrayal. her face is very one note. Whereas, yeah. like we talked about earlier, Hayden Panettiere, her face is incredible. It changes. Oh, yeah. yep. it's so um, expressive. Last thing I will say on that same note is, um, everyone gets stabbed so many times. Like Gail gets shot, uh, Cindy gets stabbed a couple times, mm-hmm. and they're just like chilling. Uh, Cindy, yeah. get in the fucking ambulance right, right. now. Both <laughs> of y'all are just sitting there like, no, we'll be fine. It's fine. And Sam's just sitting there like, you guys have all been stabbed. Yeah. Why are you not not Wait, okay? Why are you sitting on the back of it? Well, because you turned to me in the theater and you were like, they should each have a cup of tea. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because they're sitting on the back of an ambulance just like wrapped in blankets, like reminiscing. Yeah. Girl talk. And of ghost no, face it's past. like you've been stabbed and shot. Like an almost like, robbery you shouldn't or something. Be, you know, like, you yeah. shouldn't be at the scene of the crime no. still. You should be no. on, en route to medical care. But it is kind of a testament to how badass they are. Like, yeah. Because it just bounced They've off Gail's ribs just it. like it did in Sydney's Scream like, 2. I've been stabbed so many times. Yeah. And she doesn't even have nerve damage. Right. <laughs> Which was um, David Arquette's suggestion in the second one, his limp that, that you see through back. the entire franchise. Um, his limp was David Arquette's suggestion because he gets stabbed in the back. It's, yeah. it's honestly a great addition. I'm super mm. glad that that was... I didn't know that that was just a little thrown in their thing. I know. I can't believe we, yeah. like, I, I, I learned that we lot. lost him in this one, but the fact that we could have lost him in the first one. That's yeah, true. He made it to five. Yeah. Yeah. He made it which to halfway awesome. through five. Which and they is, had to do something big. They, they had did. to. They had to. Oh, yeah. And that's the very last thing I wrote down is, um. And they couldn't kill Sydney. Something, I wrote something new every single time. Yes. And that's so true of all of them. Yes. Yeah. It started with Drew Barrymore dying in the first one. Um, and then it just kept going yep. and like, they always, they always give us something new. And with five, obviously it was Tara surviving the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dewey dying, like we killed a legacy character just from the, you guys have seen the trailer for six, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So based on that one alone, I can already tell that Ghostface is killing people in crowded bodegas in broad daylight. Yeah. He's using a shotgun, which we've never seen before. Well, he's not in a small town. He's yeah, in he's New York. In the city that never sleeps. I love it. And there's millions of places for him to hide. I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I'm getting kind of getting palpitations yes. just thinking about I it. I hate that Nev is not in it, but I mean, we've kind of already speculated on things. Like, one of the things that I want, I want more Tara. Yeah, I want, more Tara um, for I want sure. less Sam. Um, it more would Kirby. be. I can't wait to have Kirby back. Um, I hope the kills are fucking brutal. It has I would to. Love it has to be even more. Kills. And I wouldn't be mad. I would, don't know if I'd love it. It would have to be handled well. But like Gail is the killer. It. She's in New York. She literally lives in New York. I would love for Gail to be the killer. <laughs> yeah, but I like wanted the, that the last movie. The thing is, like, I don't know what fucking script would make that believable. You know what I mean? It would have to be I a know. damn okay. good script. Like she, like something falls on her head and she goes crazy. I mean, losing that's a Dewey, good script. Don't take my idea. Losing now that, Dewey. Now that you brought it up, um, <laughs> I have been spitballing uh, theories. Oh yeah, at we home. were gonna discuss theories with Robert okay. and. Um, in my fantasy, and I can't imagine, there's like a 1.7% chance that this could ever happen. Okay. I'm not ruling it out, but in my fantasy, my ideal premise or twist or something new would be that Nev Campbell made up the salary dispute with the filmmakers 
as a red herring to fool us all that she wasn't going to be in it. And she, Sydney Prescott, is indeed the killer in Scream 6. I would Or die. at least one of them. That's what I've been hoping because for. Then, I've been hoping in my mind that she's somehow going to be in it, me too. Because then it would make her death if she did die, feel okay yep. because Ghostface has to die. Ghostface has to die. And she would have all the motives she needed for being the killer because A, all the trauma. Have you seen the first four movies? A quor- Five movies? A yeah. quarter century of trauma is going to do that shit to anyone. Anyone. She's and like, maybe, because she talks about being married to Mark and having the kids, like, maybe they died in a car accident. Oh my God, Maybe right. she has nothing to live for anymore. Maybe she wants to kill people because she knows at the end of it all, she'll get killed. And that's the only way she'll ever live free. Like, she'll, you know. Is if she's the ghost face. She, ghost face dies. won't come back to her if she's the ghost face. Exactly. And if she's, if she's in it and she's not the ghost face, I hope they bring back Mark. I hope. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey, you better fucking sign on. Because they have they have leaked paparazzi photos from the set where there's someone and she's just far enough away that you can't tell for sure, but it looks like Nev Campbell on the set. Now I can't I know, I know. I, I can't know. say with any degree of certainty. But I've had that's like this true. weird like inkling like she's gotta be in there somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm I, getting so nervous. Okay. Like, I am too. So I think it's either got to be the killer is a legacy character that we know and love mm-hmm. or that like Nev Campbell might come back somehow. Something. It's got, so, I, I just, even I'm very if, excited for Even if it's be. just a phone call I would love from that. Gail to be like, hey, if I fly you to New York, will you help me solve these murders? And she's like, new phone, who dis? And just hangs up. Like I... I'll be I'd be happy. okay with that. I'll be happy. Just show me Sydney Prescott on the screen for five seconds. And I'll be happy. Yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, franchise, amazing. We cannot say any. I mean, I could say a million more things, but like we have to stop talking about this now. Yeah. Um, I got to go home. Yes. <laughs> I, gotta uh, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, I got to be up at like six in the morning. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, we can't wait to cover the new one. We're all going to go see it together. Um. We just, we cannot wait. So, uh, please go support horror movies. Go see this yes. in theaters when it comes out. Please. Yes. Don't, um, don't wait for home release. No. Just Support go. movies in theaters. We need. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Cheeks so and fun. They need cheeks and seats. The only way they're yes. going to stay alive is if you go and we to keep, the movies. And if we keep, the only way we're going to keep getting stuff like this, like we got in 2022, yes. one of the greatest <sighs> years for horror of oh all my time. God, Absolutely. And we'll get more of those Everything. if um people yeah. keep going to see these. Like movies. show yeah, show the people in charge that there's an audience for and this that we, and that we will come out in that droves. Horror is a genre that people care about. Yeah. And should be respected. Yeah. yeah. We know you do because we we love you and you love us. So it's we know as that. fringe as it is mainstream. Yes. Yeah. It's not especially it's nowadays. not weird and on the outskirts anymore. It's, no. It's right front and center. It's and, cool to like horror now. Yeah. Truly. Uh, I'm not like a regular movie fan. I'm a cool movie fan. Uh, and <laughs> I, mean, I like the Baba Duck and it follows. <laughs> Jordan Peele fucking rules. Anyway, <laughs> um, in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Deepers Creepers. Um, Email the uh, email at deeperscreeperspod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Please, please. please. Smash, you guys have smash, smash that, that button. button. You've been smash begging it. us for videos and we're giving them to you. So subscribe. Yeah. Yes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. 
Hide your kids, hide your wives. Uh, <laughs> that too. But anyway, um, yeah, just until next week, uh, stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye.